Lately, I've been talking a lot about growing an email list. So if you're listening to this episode, hopefully you have hopped on board and you are ready to start growing an email list to algorithm proof your yoga business. Now, this doesn't mean that we're ditching social media, although it can mean that if that is your goal. But the simple strategies that you are going to learn today are things that I have taught influencers who have hundreds of thousands of followers and I've helped them pull those followers onto an email list. And not only does that mean that they can reach their audience from multiple angles, which is a more holistic marketing strategy, it also means that if they wanna take a social media break, if their account gets suspended or blocked, they have a list they can turn to and their revenue, their business does not suffer. So in this episode, I'm gonna be going through the three things you need to do if you are starting completely from scratch growing an email list. Welcome to the Yoga Biz Podcast, the number one podcast for bite-sized business advice for yoga teachers. If you're just getting started building out a marketing and business plan for your yoga business, you're in the right place. Now, before we get started, make sure you head down to the show notes and download my free content planning and strategy training with a free template. And make sure you hit subscribe on wherever you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. All right, everyone, welcome back. It is Meg here. I have my coffee, I have my dog, and I'm ready to jump into email marketing. If you're here, most likely you're starting your email list from scratch. Maybe you have been putting it off for a really long time, or maybe you have an email list, but it's not really growing sustainably, and you would like to kind of have a little refresher, and that's what we're gonna get into today. So I have three main things for you to do. So this is your checklist, your homework to get started on. And as you most likely know, I'm going to be teaching these three things in an upcoming workshop called Zero to 100, Email List Growth from Scratch. So if you want to dive into these things a little bit deeper than just this podcast episode, go down to the show notes and make sure you sign up for that workshop. So the first thing, number one thing, the thing that you cannot do anything else without is getting signed up on an email service provider. The most common one that you're going to recognize is MailChimp. MailChimp is an email service provider, but there's lots of other ones out there as well. Now you might be thinking, Meg, I have the ability to collect emails on my website. I have an integration on there that allows me to put a form up and people can put in their email. There's a couple reasons why, while that is great and that's a great place to start, you want to make sure that you are on an email service provider. This is how you're going to pull people onto your list using landing pages. Landing pages are those beautiful web pages that you see people using that say, you know, in exchange for this free resource, put in your name, your email, and I will send it directly to your inbox. That is something that you can do for your audience, but only if you're on an email service provider. It's clean, it's professional, it's honestly very, very simple. And once you start getting email subscribers onto your list, An email service provider is going to allow you to be able to automate that process, right? So you don't have to sit there and every time you get an email subscriber, you send them a resource. You can actually automate that and then you can sort your subscribers as they join your list. An example of this might be exactly what I did when I first became a yoga teacher, which is I taught a lot of classes in person in my local community 
And I also taught a lot of online classes. So I kind of had these two communities. I had like an in-person local group that sometimes I would teach yoga in the park or I would take on private clients from people in the local area. But I also had this online community. And if they were all lumped in on one list, I would be sending things out to people that it really isn't relevant for, right? I don't want to send someone who lives in California an email promoting yoga in the park in Washington, D.C., right? So you keep your list sorted in a way that's intuitive and that way your marketing is more effective. You're only sending things out to people that it's actually relevant to. So right now you might be thinking like, okay, Meg, but I'm not getting that many email subscribers. I really don't think I need this fancy email service provider thing. I can just sort them manually and add them manually. But I really think it's important to keep the long game in mind and thinking to a place when your business grows, to a place where you're getting 10, 20, 100 people on your email list every single month. I mean, I was definitely, last year I was in a place where I probably got 10 to 20 new email subscribers a month, and now I get close to 200. And if I had to manually put them in, if I had to manually sort them, that would be incredibly stressful. Okay, the last thing I wanna say about an email service provider before we move on to the second step, Being on an email service provider as opposed to just using your website to collect emails allows you to track your students' behavior. This is a really, really big one. So you can take a look at what people are opening, right? If you have an email that 10% of your list opened versus another email that 50% of your list opened, that gives you valuable information about what your audience is interested in. You can also look at what they're clicking on, who's clicking on what, what they're downloading. And now you can even sell on email service providers. I am on ConvertKit. We're gonna talk about ConvertKit in this workshop that I'm running. But ConvertKit allows me to collect donations to promote paid workshops and services. And I can take a look at what people are clicking on and I can sort them based off of what they're clicking on in their behavior. So this is really like up-leveling your marketing in just a totally brand new way. Now, I don't recommend jumping in and doing all of those things right now. Right now, all you need to do is get signed up on an email service provider and start collecting emails. Once you get that set up, you're gonna need an incentive, an incentive to get people onto your list. This is what we call a freebie or an opt-in. So this is step number two, creating a freebie or an opt-in. It's something that you give to people in exchange for their email. And this is specific to the audience that you are serving. So if you teach meditation online, maybe you promote a three steps to set up your home space for meditation guide, and you offer that to your audience in exchange for their email addresses. You create a nice landing page on your email service provider that you just signed up with. And there you go. Your list starts growing from the audience that you have on social media or from your local community. And for this, you can get super duper creative. So in the workshop that I'm running next week, we're going to talk about like tons and tons and tons of examples of freebies and opt-ins. I also have a resource for you. 10 freebie ideas for yoga teachers. So if that's something that you want as like an actual list, go down to the show notes and you can go ahead and download that. We created that for our clients because our clients serve a lot of different communities. So hopefully this list will get the wheels turning about what it is that you want to offer to your audience to pull them onto your email list. 
Okay, step number three, once you have a freebie or an opt-in, once you have something that you can offer in exchange for emails, put it out into the world. Get it in front of your audience a lot, every single week. Okay, this isn't something you're posting once and you're like, why isn't my email list growing every week, Meg? You're promoting it in the same way that you are creating content on social media. It's something that you can post on Instagram, post on Facebook, talk about on Insight Timer, post on Pinterest. Whatever platforms you're on, you need to be talking about those opt-ins. This is how your list is gonna grow sustainably. So let's review. First things first, get set up on an email service provider. If you're not yet, I recommend ConvertKit. If you go down to the show notes, you can sign up for a free account. It's, I think, the easiest, the simplest way. I don't promote um, platforms that I don't actually use or believe in. And I have, trust me, I've used MailChimp. I've used Flowdesk. I've used other things. This one's my favorite. But find the one that you like the most. Second is create a freebie or an opt-in, something that you can incentivize your audience to download in exchange for their email. So we're not just going out there and saying, hey, join my email list just for the hex of it. You know, like we're actually incentivizing them with something of value. And then go out and actually promote it, get into marketing gear and exercise those muscles of really, really, really showing people the value of that freebie or that opt-in. And again, if you need ideas, I have plenty of them for you down in the show notes. All right, everyone, thank you so much for being here, for listening. If you're starting from scratch, trust me, this is the foundational work. It gets so much easier. In a couple months from now, you're just gonna have a few links that you can send out to people and you're gonna wake up every morning to new email subscribers and they're gonna be email subscribers that are gonna be warm leads for your yoga offers. That's really the goal here, right? We don't want just anyone and everyone on our list. So make sure you sign up for the zero to 100 email list growth from scratch workshop, and I'll see you next Thursday. I will also see you back here on the Yoga Biz podcast really soon.